0: welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is a podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. I have been wanting to do a little accessories type of episode for a while where I talk about my favorite tools that are not paper and are not planners. I know I have a ton of mostly digital planners listening to Best Laid Plans, but I know some of you still love to use paper or love to use paper for certain things. And I know I always get into fun, heated debates and conversations about pens with others who love to plan. So I hope this will be a fun episode for those of you that love hearing about those kinds of products. It was actually inspired by the fact that I lost my Pilot Juice Up 0.4 tip the other day, and I was so sad. I spent probably... Four hours. Okay, maybe not, but like I spent a long time looking for this $3.60 pen and realized, wow, like this pen means so much more to me than the $3.60 that it is actually worth based on what JetPen sells it for. So I decided I'm going to do a favorite pens and tools episode. So here we go. Now, if I can get my act together, I would love to do a YouTube component to this where I show you how these pens look and I write with them. I have been a little bit intimidated in getting the setup correct with the overhead camera. But if I can do it this weekend, then there will be an accompanying YouTube. So stay tuned for that. If there is, you'll find it on the show notes page, which you can always find by going to theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. Okay. The first category I'm going to talk about is pens, and I'm not going to go through every pen. This is just me talking about my favorites in every category. And the first thing I'll say with respect to pens is that paper matters. Certain pens I am going to prefer with different types of paper. That said, there are still some standouts, and so I'm going to mention them here. Now, my number one right now is actually the Pilot Juice Up. And I say actually because for so long I had been obsessed with my number two current choice, which is the Pentel Energel Clena. tip as well. And these pens are both gel pens and they're quite similar. I would say the Juice Up has a slightly more needle-like tip. It feels a tiny bit more precise with a little bit less kind of feathering when I use it on paper such as my Stology notebook or even on a thicker paper like, you know, Erin Condren paper. Although, The Mohawk paper from Erin Condren and I believe also Golden Coil is incredibly forgiving for gel pens and a lot of pens work really, really well on that paper. So again, your mileage may vary and it's going to depend on the paper you like, but I love Juice Up for my current fave planner products, which are from Stology. The Pentel Energel Clenna is a great runner-up. Oh, wait, I have to go back to the Juice Up. So the Juice Up, I use it in black when I'm writing normally, but there also are um, some really pretty colors. There are some metallics and pastels. The other confusing thing about the Juice Up, it is not to be confused with the Pilot Juice. They have slightly different tips. The Juice Up is apparently supposed to be a little bit of a higher-end pen, so they are not the same. They're not interchangeable. And as I found out when I was ordering my Pilot Juice Up, if you just order from Amazon, I'm not sure you get the same made in Japan version that you get from JetPens. I mean, I can't confirm that, but there were some reviews to me on the Amazon site, which suggested that they weren't exactly the same. So I decided to order it directly from JetPens to get, you know, the same pens that are designated for the Japanese market for myself. So, yeah. Okay, so that's it for the Juice Up. Pastel colors, black, lots of colors. The Pentel Energel klenna also comes in a few colors, although not nearly as many. I have it in black, I have it in brown, I have it in like a blue-black, and I also prefer the 0.4 tip as well. They really are very similar pens, and both of those, by the way, last quite a while. I can get like a few months out of the same Klena or Juice Up before having to change. I don't write tons and tons of text, but you know, I can fill up some planner pages. So these pens have a lot. Of endurance. Another class of pens that I enjoy that does not have such endurance is the pigment liner, and my favorite pigment liner is the Sakura Pigma Micron. I love getting the multi pack and playing with the different tips. And my runner up for pigment liner is probably the Uni Pin. The Uni Pin is a tiny bit less smudge prone than the Sakura Pigma Micron. Neither of those for me are friendly with Tomoe River paper. I just they're too smudgy, but I love to use them on like some thick bullet journal type paper, such as in an Archer and Olive or something like that. And they're really precise lines, really dark pigmented lines and a pleasure to use. But unlike those gel pens I just mentioned, they do not have a long lasting life. So, you know, I could be using this for like 10 or 12 pages and find that it's not performing the way it did when I took it out of the package. So that is kind of a downside to the pigment liner. There are tons of different colors for pigment liners. I'm going to get into my markers and colored pens, but some of those kind of overlap with pigment liners although those are more fine liners so to me like traditional pigment liners like I mentioned the sacro pigma micron the uni Pen, those are mostly in black from what I've seen and what I have Another class of pens that I have a standout favorite is the brush pen. I don't have tons of brush pens, but I love to use them in my five year journal to just write the day of the week or write like a word for the day or something like that. And just cause it's fun to practice writing with brush pens. The ones that I find the most user friendly are the Pentel sign pens. And you have to make sure you get them in the brush style cause I think they also make some in just kind of like a regular marker style which are not as special. I ordered like a 10-pack from JetPens a couple of years ago, and it's going strong. And I would say the Tombow Fudenosuke are almost as good, but I find they don't last as long. And for me, they tend to be a little more smudge prone. So a lot of people love those, though. So I think both are excellent options. There also probably deserves a mention for my favorite ballpoint, and that would be the Uni Jetstream. This um, is always talked about on jet pens as well, so if you watch their videos, you probably already know about the JetPen, um, the Uni Jetstream, but if I have to use a ballpoint because the type of paper just calls for it or the setting just makes more sense for it, like I'm just filling out a bunch of school forms or something, Jetstream all the way. You know, everybody can debate their different tip sizes, but again, I tend to gravitate towards that 0.5, 0.4, 0.7 and above is generally too thick for me, but people have different style of writing. And if you tend to write bigger, you like a bolder um, kind of look, then you probably would enjoy those thicker tips. All right, the next category is highlighters. And no surprise there, I really enjoy using the Zebra Mildliners. I have them in pretty much every color they make, and I believe they're up to 25 colors. My favorite color set right now is the neutral colors. I just think they look really modern and cool, but you know, sometimes I use the different pastels and I just love that they're not super bright. They don't like kind of dominate your page. They don't hurt your eyes. I actually tend to use the tip They are dual tips. So there's a chisel tip on one side and like more of a medium point marker tip on the other side. And I tend to use the um, marker tip a little bit more, not the highlighter tip, even when I'm highlighting. Not sure. I guess it's just like a little bit more control. And then a lot of times I kind of only like to highlight right under what I'm highlighting. So Maybe I'm a little bit quirky in that, but I tend to use um, the non chisel tip much more than the other side. And the only thing with mild liners is that if you use gel pens, they are going to smudge. So um, if I'm going to highlight like a little header, I actually put the mild liner down first and then write over it with a gel pen rather than the other way around. So that works really well. But if I do need to highlight something, like I have something written in gel pen and I want to highlight over it, the mild liners are not a great choice for that. The iconic dual tip markers are great. And the iconics also have a really nice kind of light gray sketching tip on the fine side. So they're great to use for that. I only have a few colors. Again, I ordered from JetPens. My gosh, they are really going to be mentioned a lot in this episode because it is where I buy most of my stationery. This is not a sponsored episode, although I would absolutely love to have them as a sponsor <laughs> because I truly love what they do. Anyway, so um, just in case you're wondering where I get this stuff, you can pretty much assume that that's where I order it from unless otherwise specified. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to get in markers and colored pens. I am thrilled to welcome sponsor Jenny Kane back to the show. You can shop with code PLANS for 15% off, and let me tell you, there are some absolutely amazing summer pieces to choose from. Jenny Kane has a minimalist yet luxurious vibe, and the fabrics in their clothing are just perfection. For summer, think light cotton and linen, breezy silhouettes, and simple elegance. They have dresses that can be styled in so many ways to make them perfect for any occasion, and their cotton knits are perfect vacation staples. You will layer them over everything, and they can elevate every look. Jenny Kane also has amazing accessories from the perfect classic belt to gorgeous summer sandals. Enjoy a summer wardrobe refresh with Jenny Kane for pieces that will truly last for seasons to come. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code plans at checkout that's 15 percent off your first order at j-e-n-n-i-k-a-y-n-e.com promo code plans let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about embrace your summer aesthetic with jenny kane today's episode is sponsored in part by earth breeze eco sheets dermatologist tested hypoallergenic liquidless laundry detergent i love earth breeze because it's more convenient than jugs of liquid laundry detergent it's more environmentally friendly and it works EarthBreeze got rid of unnecessary chemicals for a formula that's kind to sensitive skin of all ages, including babies. And their lightweight cardboard packaging takes up just a fraction of the space in your laundry room versus traditional detergent. Just think, these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystems. In fact, 500 million detergent jugs end up in landfills and oceans every single year. That is a lot of plastic. To make things as easy as possible, EarthBreeze offers a flexible subscription so you never have to run out. I love the reduction in plastic and how well EarthBreeze works with sensitive skin. I definitely recommend giving it a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com plans. That's earthbreeze.com plans to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. That's earthbreeze.com plans. I'm so excited for Crunch Labs to be sponsoring a part of this podcast. Crunch Labs are STEM subscription build-it-yourself boxes for kids, and my 10-year-old has been into Crunch Labs for months. He started watching these awesome engineering videos with Mark Rober and was hooked at the very first box. The kids have accompanying videos and step-by-step instructions, so he's able to build them entirely on his own, and the stuff he makes with these kids is really cool. This summer, they are hosting something awesome called Camp Crunch Labs, where kids get 12 build-it-yourself toys with one shipped every week plus access to exclusive Mark Rober videos and weekly challenges that are so much fun to do and also filled with engineering nuggets, so they're definitely learning as they go, even if they don't always realize that. Camp Crunch Labs starts in June, so it's a great time to check this out and get in on the action. Go to crunchlabs.com plans to sign your kids up for Camp Crunch Labs today. If you visit by using that URL, crunchlabs.com plans, you will get two boxes free. That's a $60 value. Again, that's crunchlabs.com slash plans to sign up for Camp Crunch Labs and receive two boxes free. All right, I am back and we're going to get into another fun category of markers and colored pens. I love markers and colored pens and I like having a lot of different options because depending on what I'm doing, I just you know, like to experiment with different color palettes, different tip sizes, et cetera. So I have a few favorites. I love the um, Kuretake Zig Clean Color Dot Markers. I only have like maybe, oh, I think I have a 10 color set of those. So I don't have a ton of them, but they're really fun because they have a dot tip. So it's easy to make like a perfect circle. They do bleed through some paper. So you, sometimes I'll kind of test it out before using it. And then they have a really nice fineliner tip on the other side that I think is underrated as a standalone fineliner. They are fairly expensive compared to some of the other products that I have mentioned today. So I don't have a ton of them, but they are really, really kind of fun to use, especially when I want to make like little check boxes that are circles because the little dots make that look really nice. I also really like the Stetler tripless fineliners. Those are a classic just kind of fineliner marker. They last forever. I had a pack of them that was like 15 years old. It was left over from med school that I found and they all worked perfectly, which is crazy. So I have a large multi-pack of them because I feel like I like having all the variations of colors and I know they're never going to go bad. So those are fantastic as well. I have zebra click art pens that I keep right by my desk that are just very easily accessible because sometimes I use them to underline stuff. The only thing is I have also noticed that they tend to bleed through stuff more than, say, mild liners, and more than some of my other choices. So I have to be careful on what kind of paper I'm using on them. But I love that they are retractable markers, um, which is not really all that common, but it means no caps to mess with. And it just makes them like a really easy choice to just grab and use. And they come in really pretty colors. I have kind of like a modern pastel pack. And I think there are multiple variations of those as well. And then finally, even though they're not really markers per se the pilot juice up do come in a bunch of fun colors as I mentioned previously I have them in some nice pastels that I'll use for underlying as well as some classic colors oh and I should also mention the Erin Condren dual tip markers because they have awesome color palettes and I do like the thick and thin tips of those as well they play really nicely with Erin Condren paper which is not a surprise Um, and I've had the same pack of those for quite a while and they're still going strong as well so I can definitely vouch for those pencils I'm going to skip that category because I don't use pencils anymore which I know is kind of a shame and I know pencils have quite a following and maybe I'll have a pencil expert on someday so if you know of a pencil expert I could I could get into that but I don't have much to add in the pencil realm I did do some fun like pencil subscription like I ordered a bunch of pencils that were left-handed friendly because I smudged but then I never used them because I don't really use pencils if I were in high school and doing a bunch of math homework I would absolutely use pencils but the things that I do just don't generally demanded. So the only pencils at our house are like the Ticonderoga ones that my kids have and they bite off the tip and we have to replace the eraser, etc. All right, so moving on from pencils. Rulers. I like to collect old plastic vintage looking rulers and keep them forever. You guys have seen in many of my photos, the one that has my name on it, that was given to me by my husband's grandmother who has since passed. That one is very special to me. But the other thing I like to use as rulers is the Hobonichi pencil boards and stencils. And the stencils from Hobonichi are really cute. They're really inexpensive and they're a great way to have like perfectly written check boxes if that's something that you're into doing. So you might wanna check those out because you can get them pretty inexpensively and they're just like a fun little touch to add. And then you can use it as a ruler as well. Of course, the stencils, well, not of course, but they're not that big. So you can't use them to write a giant full line, but sometimes I'll just kind of write half my line and then continue my line and then that works. And then the pencil boards are the same size as a full size A5 page or an A6 page. So you can use those as rulers for quite some time and they work really well. And when I say ruler, I'm not really talking about measurement. I'm talking more about using it as a straight edge for planning purposes. Although, of course, many of these rulers also are marked often with centimeters more commonly than inches. But of course, you can find some that have both tabs. So I don't always use tabs. I don't always put tabs on my planner. Some planners obviously come with tabs. It really bothers me when tabs are affixed like not nicely. Like if I can't get them to look even, I'd rather have no tabs than tabs that look like I put them on, like that don't look professional. However, I've had great success with the Midori Tirado index tabs that I use with my Hobonichi. And I think I've also put them on... Hmm, I did use them in another planner previously, maybe a hemlock and oak, and it just gave it a great rainbow look. They're easy to center. You can reposition them, which is important. Like if you mess up and put it on a little bit crooked, you can move it around. And I definitely, they come in a few different color schemes, like a solid rainbow color, and then also marked with months of the year. So you could have your sections one through 12, so you could easily find each month. Um, But those have been my favorite tabs. I have a category for stickers with a confession that I almost never buy stickers. The stickers that I have generally come as freebies inside planners that I've gotten to review and I don't, I use stickers so sparingly that having a few sheets of them on my desk lasts a really long time. And I know there are so many planners that are very into stickers, functional stickers, decorative stickers, but I'm so much more likely to just color code with like my highlighters than to jump to a sticker. So I'm going to admit there that I, I haven't bought all that much. Tape. So this is where I do kind of enjoy being a little frou-frou is with some washi tape. And my favorite washi tape tends to come from MT, which is one of the kind of iconic classic washi tape brands. You can get that at Um, jet pens you can get it at the homonichi store and i'm sure you can get it other places as well but i just love their patterns i know that's always going to be nice and repositionable which for me is important with washi tape and i've also had good luck with tape from the washi tape shop which i've ordered from erin condren washi tape is great quality and beautiful patterns and then i also had some washi that i bought from cultivate what matters a couple years ago and those patterns are also really pretty and that tape works really well So I guess instead of stickers, I do buy washi tape and I do have a significant collection. It's really small compared to some people's that I've seen, but I probably have 20 different patterns of washi tape going at any given time. Label maker. So this is by no means something that everyone has to have, but I do have file folders that I use and I love being able to print neat little labels for them on demand. So I have a Dymo label maker that I got on Amazon. It was not super expensive, um, but you may want to consider if you like to make folders and you like them to look kind of professional, having a label maker will make you feel in charge for not all that much money. So I do enjoy my label maker. And then finally, my other piece of planning-related technology is my sticker printer. So I have a Kodak Step sticker printer. I bought it a couple years ago. It seems to work well. I mean, are the photos absolutely the highest, most vibrant, beautiful quality? They are not. But they're decent, and they have stickers on the back, and the um, film is not terribly expensive. It's the zinc ink, so I guess it's like thermal sensitive, and that's kind of how it works and i i don't know if they're going to last forever they may fade with time but for my purposes they work really really well and i enjoy using it so that's the kodak step stinker printer all right that is my rundown of non-planner supplies especially pens you can definitely share your own favorites in the comments for this episode and let me know what you are currently using i would love to hear about it in addition i am going to send a reminder that our retreat is finally going to be open for registration. And this is a little bit different than the Best Laid Plans Academy I have been running, which is going really, really well. About to wrap up cohort number one, and I'm going to miss them so much. And then cohort number two is about to begin. And those are full, so there's no online offerings at the moment. Yes, I will do more in the future, but right now I am concentrating on setting up a live event. And this is going to be in my neck of the woods in Fort Lauderdale by the beach. November 2nd through the 4th, I am just finalizing location details. And so this is not a promise, but it is very possible that registration will be available by the time this episode airs. And you just have to check that out at the shoebox.com B-L-P-A. If I don't have the registration ready, there at least is going to be an announcement of when you will be able to register um, because I'm just trying to finalize hotel details because of course I don't want to invite people to a retreat until I know 100% that I have the rooms and the space I need secured. But it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be different than the Best Laid Plans Academy. It's going to be more geared to helping you plan your year and like really explore your dreams in a relaxed setting in and in a very protected space where you feel safe and you have lots of time to do that and explore with me. It will also be an event that invites lots of connection. I hope that you will make friends with the fellow attendees and there will be kind of a long-term component where I'm going to offer little check-ins for those who go to the retreat every three months that you'll be able to. Make sure that you're following up on all of those goals that you have made. So I am super, super excited for this offering and the information should be available, as I said, on my website, theshoebox.com slash B-L-P-A. And I would love to have you there. If you have questions, I'm going to have an FAQ up, but if you have additional questions, you can always email me, sarah.heart.unger at gmail.com or leave a comment on my blog or You can even text my number, which is in the show notes. I never know it off the top of my head, but if you in any podcast player, you can check out the show notes and the number is listed there. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode. I love talking about these tools and toys and fun aspects of planning and keep the recommendations and suggestions coming. I'll be back with a guest episode next week. In the meantime, happy Monday and have a wonderful week.